This is the Wicked Wednesdays podcast, hosted by Tisa Wicked. is Tisa Wicked and this is Wicked Wednesday. I hope you guys are having a wonderful spooky day. Today is a very special episode. I have the host with the most, TJ, on. Say hello, TJ. Hello. (laughs) So I know a lot of you guys have wanted us to do a crossover episode and we were hoping to have more of the gore and more boys, but since it's the holiday weekend, family first. So I was able to have um, TJ join, which is a huge honor because TJ, as you know, your podcast is my favorite podcast. If you you did not know that already. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that so much. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. So, um, so how, uh, how's everything been going for you? How, you know, anything exciting happened? I mean, I know your life is like extremely exciting. You talk to all these celebrities every day. You're like, you know, a legend and everything. So, you know, like, you know, so to let everybody know the, the highlight of your, what was one this week that happened? What was one highlight that you happened? Oh my. So we've been talking to bloody disgusting back and forth recently about getting that latest episode of rabbit hole. Yeah, premiered on their website because it is the last interview with John Carl Buchler three weeks before he passed away. That's awesome. And we did like an episode where we featured the interview and then we did like a retrospective of his career and, you know, just kind of explained some stories that Mick and him had and stuff. It was really, really cool. And we're just trying to get it out there. Use Bloody Disgusting as you know, a medium to kind of get it out to the, as many people as we can, because the, the horror community really deserves this and should be able to hear his last interview, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I love the rabbit hole. I mean, it's, um, the episodes are great. You never know what you guys are going to talk about you and Mick, your energy together. It's great. I love it. You, you guys just, you truly compliment each other and it's no matter what, when you turn it on, it's always going to be a good show. Like you never, but it's like, that's, I think the really great part about it. Cause you never know what you guys are going to talk about. And it's always just, you just sit there and listen to it. And it's like, Oh wow. They're so cool. <laughs> Do you know how those shows come together? No, how? Okay. So each week Mick calls me uh, once or twice a day, maybe three times. And maybe they're 30 second long conversations or they're 15 minutes or they're 45 minutes. So it all depends on the thought, the story, and then maybe this crazy idea that I have. So he'll call me and be like, kid in a rocket ship, a book I read when I was uh, 12 years old. He's like, write it down. Okay, bye. Talk to you later. And I'll be like, what the fuck? And then he'll call me again and be like, so how are you? (laughs) And then we'll talk a little bit more. And he'll start bringing up these all these ideas and he's like, well, that reminds me of a story. And then I have to write down, you know, certain plot points of a story. And then we plan out each rabbit hole by these different conversations that we have throughout the week. And then, you know, any spillover ideas that he gives me eventually results into what you guys hear every Saturday. 
That is so cool. You guys are, I have to say, like, I know when I asked you, I'm like, can I add him on Facebook as a friend? Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Like, and I said it before in my last podcast, like, I feel cool. Like, I have, like, people like Peter Anthony and, like, Jason Brooks, like, liking my photos and, you know, actually listening to the podcast. And I'm like, wow, when did I become one of almost one of the cool kids? You know, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know that, like, Peter Anthony probably likes a lot of the the photos that like from Monster Mania that you know you're in because you and him are close friends and stuff, but still makes uh-huh. me feel goddamn cool. <laughs> oh, they all love you, Tisa, and it's very much well deserved. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I think that it's great. I mean, I you know, I mean, I keep on getting tons of like friend requests and just people like reaching out, and you you can really see about with the the network that we're on that everybody it's like a big happy family everybody shares everybody else's podcast they prom- like we all promote each other and you don't see that a lot of times everybody's like out for themselves and then when you can join a network and you see how everybody truly cares about the other podcast everybody listens to each other's podcast it's like wow cuz i mean like everybody can say oh we're a big happy family but until you see it and you honestly be like, wow, this really is. It's like, you know, everybody, you know, listens to the podcast and we all support each other. And that's that's really cool. I mean, you have a you you created a wonderful little network. <laughs> Thank you. It, lots of trial and error and a bunch of different people come in, in and out. This originally started with a dude that I met on PlayStation Network two years ago. And he's long since gone. He actually did one convention with me and was like, this has gotten too big. This is too much responsibility. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And that was before we even had listeners. So it was just interacting with fans on a base level before, you know, people came up to you and were like, oh, you do the rabbit hole podcast and stuff like that. And it's progressed to something a lot crazier now, but the fact that he like skipped out so fucking early before we did all this, it was just like, holy shit. Of course he, he went on to get his master's degree and everything in life. But, uh, he did had some really intense political views that led to him doing some really shady stuff. If you know what I mean? During Mm. protests. Oh yeah. So we kind of distanced ourselves after that. I haven't talked to him since, but we've had two or three or four, actually four different, completely different groups of do backers go through our ranks wow. until we get to, you know, the 20 people we have now. <laughs> well, it's a great group. And before we go into our topic, um, what made you decide, um, since this is, you know, a horror podcast, what did, what made you decide to do gore more? Cause I know a lot of my listeners listen to your podcast mm-hmm. and vice versa. They kind of go back and forth. So what, um, you know, what is, what gave you like the, you know, the whole idea about it and why did you decide to create it? Okay. So my first podcast was a star Wars podcast and that got relatively popular through a year of steady growth and a year of just hammering away. Now, the thing is with star Wars and this will all loop back together as all good stories do, uh, the fandom is worse than any other type of fandom as is in its toxicity. And when I say that is there's so many haters and angry and neck bearded seller dwellers that just fucking are so rude and mean on the internet. 
and kind of ruin it for everybody. So I kind of made the decision to distance myself. But around that same time, Chad Chrisman came into my life. Uh, being a longtime fan of the podcast, uh, actually used to write into the network before I hired him on. I he was, was a fanboy. Yes. Chad was a fanboy. Hmm, I did not fan. know this. Yes. So <laughs> Chad came over to my house one day to record, and I said, hey, we should do a horror movie podcast. And Chad was like, let's do it. Like, let, let's do it. So the original name of Goremore was You're All Doomed. And I realized that after I did all the artwork and stuff, that it was taken up by uh. a podcast a couple of years ago that really didn't go anywhere. Motherfuckers. So I couldn't use that. <laughs> so I just kind of started doing my wordplay and is every single fucking episode, well, every single fucking podcast on this network, there's some sort of alliteration or rhyming. And, you know, Gordmore came to be because I'm simple as fuck. So when you, when you listen or think about our podcast names, all with the exception of Rabbit Hole, we have alliteration or rhyming. Uh, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> we are the master of that. But anyway, so Chad and I started doing Gordmore and we did it with a third guy we met on a Friday the 13th group, uh, the Deborah Voorhees sheer horror group, uh, Wes Payne. Eventually, Wes parted ways with us due, due to some racial comments he made in a chat. And <laughs> we were like, no bueno. So he, he got the, the skadoosh kick. Uh, three hours later, Big Johnny D was like, yo, Gormore, I love your podcast. And I was like, hey, Johnny D, you know your shit. Come on, Gormore. So then uh, Johnny D hopped on. And then I eventually brought on Bobby from, you know, just not just being the writer, Bobby, but to being the podcaster, Bobby, because quite frankly, he deserved a shot at it. He's damn good. And he, and he just literally clicked with our group very, very easily. And that's he where does. you uh, get Gordon Moore now is last year at Chad and I just decided to he went from fanboy to podcast host. Oh, now I know. Now I'm going to sound my new name for him is fanboy. <laughs> Chad Vader he used to call himself in emails. <laughs> He's far like, dude, don't tell it to all my secrets. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, but we'll definitely have to have another episode <laughs> where um, the uh, the rest of the gang can join on. And um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great, you know, podcast. I mean, when I met Bobby a little like maybe a year ago or so, maybe a little less. I don't exactly know exactly when we met. Um, but then he was like, you got to check out this podcast, really like it. And I was like, okay. And I listened and I was like, wow. And then kind of Bobby kind of entered, you know, like we were talking about it at Monster Mania. He kind of bought everybody all together because he was like, you got to check out this podcast. It's really good. And I listened to it and I was like, this is a really cool podcast. And then, um, cause when I had started over at anchor and, um, you know, it kind and then I was like, wow, I hope one day my podcast can be that cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like we started and then me and you became friends and then we started talking and then the rest is the rest is history. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's been great. Um, you know, when you first told me about going on, joining the network, I was like, no, really what? Like, <laughs> no, what? No, I'm like, 
what is this? Are you like, you know, am I feel like I'm going to sound really old. Where's, you know, Ashton Kutcher. Am I getting punked? Like <laughs> what, what? I'm going to feel like, Oh my God, she's so old. And, um, but, uh, yeah, it's been great. And I know that, um, I've always wanted to kind of ask you about how it all started, but I figured I would wait until I had you as a guest. So kind of, you didn't have to tell the story like a you know, a million times. So now that everybody knows, but, um, and it's true. A lot of people write in, they tell me that they've heard about my podcast from Degora more. And then, um, you know, I tried to, when anybody asked me about the podcast, they're like, Oh, is there any other horror podcasts? I always mention you guys because <laughs> it's, it's, it's my, it's my all time, you know, favorite podcast, even before we all became friends and stuff. I just liked it because you guys, you make it, really enjoyable like and even if you're having a bad day you put it on and you always like make at least one of you guys will make me laugh or as I'm driving you know like I have to like watch because if I'm laughing too much I can't see and <laughs> <laughs> it was like but at least I'll go out laughing so. yeah we, we got all but types of humor uh that, that that's something that I think that I pride gore more in that we have a lot of is we have such different types, you know, from the awkward, inappropriate jokes to the blatant slapstick type of jokes. And, you know, we don't we don't we don't like hold ourselves back from saying anything. <laughs> no, you guys don't. I mean, the last one where you're talking about, like uh, the crypt crypt uh, keeper um, episode about the boobs. I was like I was like went on and on. I'm sitting here like. Okay. And, but it was so funny. Like Bobby got like, no, they have to be real. And you're like, whatever <laughs> boobs are boobs. And the rest of you, <laughs> just like, I like, and I love it. Cause I mean, Bobby and I talk all the time. So I tease him. I'm like, so Bobby, you're really particular about your boobies, huh? And he's like, Oh God, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> but it's funny. And you guys always, you know, you bring, you know, one of the things that I like, I mean, I love horror, but I also love it when like, you can have like a little bit of like comedy splashed in there like at least a little bit like to me like every like there has to be like at least in um certain horror movies all the ones that i really like there's always at least something that will make you laugh even if it's like something that's you know most people be like oh that's really fucked up but i guess if you know to me it's funny so i mean but you guys yeah. you guys got it all all together so we'll definitely have to do many more and uh and again, thank you for joining me today. I know that it's uh, we're recording during uh, the uh, not Memorial Day, geez, Labor Day, Labor Day, Tisa. It's Labor Day. It's not Memorial Day. We're not there yet. We're we're that's <laughs> my life. My life. <laughs> It's like, did Tisa have anything to drink? No, Tisa. This is Tisa sober. It's like maybe you need a drink. <laughs> So, do you guys see what TJ has to put up with? <laughs> it's great. It's fine. <laughs> do you see what this man has to put up with with me? Do you guys see this? They're probably like, wow. Like, you know, so if you guys ever see him, he loves the Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Fucking give him a bag because you got to put up with Tisa and all her craziness. Have some candy. <laughs> so, Tisa, but, what are so we going to talk what about we're, we are going to talk about our favorite horror movie from the past five years. I know that um, when I told you about this, I wanted to do, because we love, you know, I mean, we all love, you know, Jason and Michael and all like the the classics, like, you know, the horror movies that, 
really are just amazing. But we, I don't, I mean, for me also, I always try like go back. So I wanted to try to pick up something that is different for both of us. And that, so within the past five years, what is your favorite horror movie? Okay. So we talked about this this week and we all kind of thrown out our little suggestions out there and I was very adamant about mine uh, and my, oh, yes. my never changed. My never wavered because as, as, as if anyone knows who I am, I am the slasher enthusiast from 1978 on for actually, you know, from black Christmas on, I love me some slasher films, no matter how shitty, how cheesy they are. I love them. And that genre has long since died with the exception of a random film here and there. But a couple of years ago, we got treated to a delectable sequel of the suspenseful horror masterpiece, The Strangers. We got Pray at Night. And that film is artistic goodness, gory goodness, and one of the most terrific trios I have ever met in my entire life. <laughs> and you also cosplay too. Yes. So you're a huge fan enough that you actually, what is he called? Sack, Sackhead? Man like, in the what, Mask what? is his official name. Okay. So I was calling him Sackhead. That's probably not good. Oh, I like, call him no. Sackhead, Sackboy, uh, soon to be because- Burn Boy. Yes. I I mean, I really like, I mean, I liked the first one, but just like you were saying, I liked the second one a lot better. I think that it just had more, I just, I felt that it just was a lot more creepier. It was a lot more like, ooh, it kind of like when I watched it, it gave me the creeps because it kind of like, it can happen. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love movies that are like based on a true story. Cause like you see that and you're like, Oh fuck. <laughs> and then like, you're like, ah, and then like after I watched it and I was like, you know, like I heard a knock at the door the next day. I'm like, Oh no, motherfucker. I ain't answering that door. You can fucking leave the package or go home. Like, uh, uh, uh-uh. I'm like, I'm not looking at the peephole. Mm-mm. Hell no. <laughs> so it kind of, when a movie can make you kind of be like, kind of gives you that like panic even after you like watch it it's a good movie and i love Mm. how they don't really speak they just randomly kill and it's just it's a great movie and when you were telling me that you cosplay as him i was like oh that's great because i mean i like the other the other two girls that he has but he's my favorite and there's just something about him it's just he's not even like a human in a way he's just like this being of like darkness that wants to kill essentially so, sorry <laughs> go ahead he uh as you know kind of like the, the leader of this pack this the, you know the terrific trio i like to call them uh they all have like their own little you know specialties and that gets highlighted in this film you know the first movie was more focused on sound and suspense and that type of that type of stuff and this one went for the you know the all-out slasher style you know it's 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 a terrific orgy of blood gore and awesome cinematography uh in each kill you know of the family members is just you know poetic in a sense and oh yeah very graphic as well 
even from, you know, one of the strangers getting killed to the father's death and then the incorporation of music. You know, the last one was really big on sound and this one was too, but for a different reason. Well, actually, a fun fact is that during um, Mike's uh, death scene, like with the they never knew what music was going to be playing. So every like they would turn on the radio and I guess they found like an 80 station or something. And they all of them never really knew what music would be playing as whatever scene that they were killing to kind of give it like they wanted. I guess the director didn't want to have set music so like um they all they just turned the radio on and let it go which was i thought was really cool that they kind of just put it up to whatever song comes on that's what you're getting killed to whatever (laughs) you know and um and also um mike's death scene took four hours to film and by the time it was done filming he had the actor had no voice at all he could not speak (laughs) from from screaming like the director really made them work for work for this, this horror, you know, movie. And, um, also, um, I found out that, um, the, uh, um, let's see, they also, um, a lot of the, uh, actors, they did not, um, even talk to the people who played the killers because they didn't, they separated themselves so that they did not know who they were because they didn't want them like, um, they didn't want to meet them and be like, oh, this is a really nice guy or this is a really nice, you know, woman. And then they have to go and kill them. So they kind of separated them and kept them apart. And the actors agreed to do that. And I guess um, I guess like the younger kids that were in the movie, they they didn't really care. But I know that the parents, they kind of separated and they wanted it to be like, who is this creeper coming to kill me to give it more of like a of like a real sense in the movie. So I thought that was really cool how the actors and, you know, they got really into it and they really, you know, put um all this effort into it. And that's why I think some of the, the, like with the way they, they look at them and they're like, who are you? Because they don't even know anything about them in like real life, I guess. So I thought that was really cool. So when I was looking up all, all my fun facts and from my notes, um, I found a lot of really cool stuff. And another fun fact, the director does not like slasher movies or home invasion movies. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. So he does not like them at all. So I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, at first when I thought that I was like, well, then why would you do that? But I, I kind of got it that like they creep him out. So I guess he really kind of the way he shot certain stuff it kind of for people who don't like like home invasion types and like slasher movies i guess it would really like freak them out you know i mean i i love slasher movies home invasion they kind of scare me because you know sometimes i'm like by myself and i'll hear a noise i'm like oh my god it's coming to get me (laughs) (laughs) and but we all know what a big baby I am. So that could be like, you know, I'll hear a noise and be like, it's a devil. He's coming to get me or it's a ghost. So it's, you know, it's always fun here. I get scared of anything. I'm me and my rabbits are basically the same. We're just nervous balls of energy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to pick, what is your favorite scene from that movie? Pool scene. 
Yeah, I do. I figured that's that's <laughs> mine too. I love it. I love the music. I love how it's like it's just it's a great scene. And um do you would you want to see them do another movie? I don't know. I tried to look. I didn't see anything about them making okay. another one. So, I'm friends with the guy who actually plays Man in the Mask, uh Damian Malfi. Of course. Of course. See, uh, this is what people I'm telling you, the man <laughs> is a legend. The man is like a celebrity, okay? So, this is my first celebrity guest, TJ. I've signed a couple autographs. So, I've We've talked off and on back and forth. He actually helped me with uh, picking out different things for my costume, sourcing things and whatnot. And then we talked back and forth. Uh, we made a couple of jokes about, you know, we're, we're part of an elite group, the Brotherhood of the Sack. And, <laughs> and that kind of was like, you know, a little joke there between us for a little bit. But uh, he's he's actually really big in the horror community. And, you know, just outside of his role in Strangers, he's also in that new film uh, Haunt by Eli Roth uh, okay. Blumhouse coming out, I want to say, this month. Okay. Uh, he plays the devil. It's another slasher film, so stay out, like, stay looking out for that sort of stuff, but uh, it, it, it's 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 awesome, but he's also hasn't said a single thing about uh, A Strangers 3. The Actually, the guy who did the cinematography for Strangers 2 is doing the cinematography for Haunt. So it's oh, going to be cool. very similar looking uh, with the angles and stuff. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm excited. Um, I'll have to check that out and everything. And that's so cool. Like, you know, it's, it's really cool when you really love a movie and you kind of, I mean, you don't feel like it for me, it's kind of like how I feel about like art, the clown with the terrifier. Like I'm not, I wouldn't say that we're friends, but like, I'll, you know, like I'll, share a story and he'll like write back like thanks so much for like the support or whatever and it's really cool when people who you you know admire and you really like in the horror community they kind of you know they're nice back to you and like you don't they don't need to be but it's kind of like you know I'm always like oof Art the Clown he liked my post <laughs> 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 and, um, you know, so it's, it's really, you know, it's cool that you kind of get to, um, you're a fan of, you know, them with their, you know, their craft and with the, you know, that with all the acting and how they play the character. And then they're just really cool people, like a really cool person in real life too. So, I mean, so maybe that is good that they kind of separated them in the movie because, He's you said that he's cool and everything and it'd be like, oh, man, this cool guy got to kill me now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can't, you know, it's like, don't we made that joke at dinner last night. Now you got to like, you know, freaking brutally kill me. God damn it. <laughs> so um, but yeah, so I'm I hope they make another one. I mean, I feel like that it could go on, you know, I mean, because I think that it has a concept that a lot of people would go and see it. Even people who aren't like super in horror, which I don't even know who those people are. Psh, they're just, ugh. but I, I know they're out there. Um, even a lot of like, I know like my grandmother who's like not really into horror, but even she watched it and she was like, that was really scary. Creep me out. And <laughs> so it kind of, it kind of gives it for like everybody. I feel like everybody can watch it and can leave creeped out or like, wow, that was a really good movie. So you picked a good one as always, as always. So 
my favorite movie from the past five years is 31 uh, by Rob Zombie. And it was a toss up between Terrifier and 31, but I do have um, one of Doomhead's quotes tattooed on my arm. So I'm like, you know, I got it permanently tattooed on me. So I'm going to have to pick <laughs> that one. It was like up until like a few hours before I'm like, which one do I pick? Which one do I pick? And the Terrifier has a lot. I have a lot of love for it, like lots and lots of love. And but 31 has been with me longer. So we've had a more of a longer standing relationship. So um, have you have you had a chance to see that movie? 31 is the only Rob Zombie film I actually enjoy thoroughly. <laughs> okay, well, great. Then we I picked a good one then. Um, but uh, I love third. I love Rob Zombie, of course. Everybody knows that. Um, I love all of his movies. The, my least favorite was The Lords of Salem. I still have it on DVD just because I'm a diehard fan. And I wanted to support, you know, um, I love him as a director and I love Sherry Moon as uh, as an actress. I feel she's real. She plays each role really good. Just the Lords of Salem. I couldn't really get into. I've tried like I tried to watch it numerous times and I'm like, there's just there's so much missing in it. And that's what I feel like. I want more more of what's going on. Like I get the general idea of it, but I'm like. I want to know, like, maybe more of a backstory, I guess, in a way. So, um, but 31 would have to be my pick. And um, I love, of course, Doomhead and um, Rich, who plays Doomhead. Uh, he is also going to be in the new Three from Hell. And um, I pre-ordered my tickets for that already. I'm seeing it on opening night, and it's only going to be in the, th the theater for three days. I don't know why. But, um, yeah, but, um, so I have some fun facts about it. It was, it was shot in 20 days. Do you believe that? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. 20 days. So those people, those actors and Rob's like just 20 days flat, flat out. Like, I'm like, how the, how, how the fuck do you do that? And then, um, Sherry Moon was in the middle of quit, like she was quitting smoking. So she said that it really added an extra <laughs> misery to her character, that her character seems to be like miserable and it really helped because she was quitting smoking. So it kind of went hand in hand and I didn't even know she was a smoker. So that was like a fun fact that I was like, oh, okay. And then um, it is set on Halloween because... Most at like um, zombie, he read somewhere that um, on Halloween, that is the day where the most people go missing in the United States out of all days of the year. So he said it there because they all, you know, basically go missing. And it kind of, you know, that kind of gave him the idea of, you know, to set it on that day. So, um, but yeah, so that's, I didn't, I mean, I knew Halloween was like, you know, I didn't think that. I didn't think that a lot of people went missing on Halloween. I, I didn't like I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. But now I'm like, 
prefer to bring my pepper spray wherever I go because <laughs> I don't need someone trying to kill me and put me in a murder game because I will literally sit in the corner and wet myself and be like, oh my God, I'm gonna <laughs> so um, yes. And uh, I'll be working at the uh, Shocktoberfest will be open on Halloween. So I'm like, all right, I got to bring like my holy water, my salt, my pumpkin lit because no spirits are coming at me. And I'm going to have everybody trying to scare the crap out of me because at the last podcast that I had, I had about like, everyone's going to scare me and they're going to make, they're going to scare me so bad, TJ. They're going to make me walk <laughs> through all the attractions and I'm going to be like, ah, and they're going to probably videotape me. And then you, everybody will have to, everybody will see me with wet pants because I pissed myself crying and it will just be wonderful, wonderful times. So, um, but yeah, so that is why he, they, it's set on Halloween. And then also the lady who plays sex head is the voice of Tommy Pickles from the Rugrats. No way. Yes. Elizabeth Daly. That is her name. She also played in, um, the devil's rejects. She played one of the ladies of the night. <laughs> and, oh. uh, when they went to go to like the, uh, the club with their one friend, um, basically the, the, the hoe house. And, uh, but yes, she, and she did a lot of voice. I believe like she did voices for like the powder puff girls. She's a huge, like in like the cartoon voice um, community. She's huge. Like I couldn't like believe it. And then like, um, I believe she, uh, what else did she do? Yeah, she did the Powder Puff Girls, and she was in a recent movie lately as a voice. But yeah, she was Tommy Pickles from the very beginning. That's so, cool as shit. That is I know. awesome. I, I thought that, like, um, not many people know that. And um, and that's why, like, I guess when, I guess you can kind of see it a little bit because um, she always kind of has, like, that, like, baby kind of voice. Like, hey, guys, you know, like, so it's, <laughs> you, I can, I can kind of see it. I can't do the voice, but I try. <laughs> and um, the uh, psycho head, it's like the two hillbilly ones in the movie. Mm-hmm. Lou Temple played one of them, and he was in The Walking Dead. And I got to meet him at an event um it was what like many years ago and it was when he was just um killed off the show they had a lot of the uh the walking dead celebrities they actually had a walking dead convention at the sands casino in bethlehem pennsylvania and i got to meet him and we got like my mom my sister and i we got like vip passes so we got to like hang out i get i got to have a drink with him so i thought that was really cool and he was so nice he was so nice like l i have to tell you like every single person i have met from the walking dead um i met um uh the guy who played herschel and um so i don't know even so many of them um everybody has been so nice like i met all the prisoners who were in the uh in the the walking dead they're just so cool and um they actually had a zombie one of the guys who played one of the main zombies he was dressed up as a zombie at the event like in like the the makeup and everything which was so cool and my sister refused to go anywhere near him she was a lot younger but i was just like yeah let's take some selfies yeah let's go let's hang out so um but to see like it up close and personal that that makeup and that special effects ah it was just like it was a beautiful thing it was it was so beautiful <laughs> that gore and everything. I mean, to me, when I see glamour makeup, 
on the internet and stuff and I see it, I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty. But if I see a good zombie, blackened teeth, blood, pus, I'm like, that is beautiful. That is what beautiful is. <laughs> so, um, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with me, but I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I stand true. So, TJ, what, did, what about you? Do you like gore makeup more or the glamour makeup on a, on a lady? So what, what do you think? Tell, tell everybody what you're, would you rather see somebody as a zombie or as dressed up pretty? I don't, as for, from a dude's, you know, perspective. What do you think? Well, coming from a man that is totally and utterly infatuated with his girlfriend, uh, I would have to go with pretty, which, yeah. She is, she is a very, um, I, I adore her. She's so nice and she is so pretty. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. She really is. And uh, I'll tell you what, that trumps everything for me. I, I do like some, me some gore makeup, but nothing beats looking at her. I agree. That's true love, everybody. They are relationship <laughs> goals. You guys are. And I always tell you both that too. And then like in the podcast, I was like, I had to, I thanked her. I was like, thank you so much for, you know, letting, you know, cause I know that you both are very busy working mm -hmm. and, you know, editing and doing all the stuff that you guys do. And so for you, I know that when you work on my podcast, it takes time away from the time that you guys would spend together. So I had to thank her. And she looked at me like, what? No, don't. And you guys are just, you both are so nice. You guys are definitely a match made made in heaven together. And you give me hope that there is true love out there in the world. So, so I know it's like, oh my God, Tisa, what are you talking about? Like love? Oh, every podcast, you're always like, fuck love. But yes, everybody, these two, they give me, they give me hope. They give me hope that there is out there. So, um, uh, speaking of you and your wonderful lady, do you guys have any costume ideas for Halloween coming up? Not really. Nothing that is set in stone other than the things that I would like to do. And I don't think that that's going to happen. <laughs> Try to get her to do Lori Strode. She, she's no bueno on that. So that's just, uh, you know, pipe have dreams. To wait and, have to wait and see. <laughs> for sure. Well, it's always good. You're a good man because, uh, you know, saying like, you know, my ideas, but what she wants goes. So that's that, that this is why, you know, props for that. So, I mean, but yeah, so uh, those are the movies. And I mean, I feel like, uh, is there anything else that you want to chat about? Or you think that, you know, we've rambled on enough? I mean, I don't. Um, it's this is your few. longest I mean, episode. Huh? This is your longest episode to date. I know. Well, when see what happens is when <laughs> TJ and I start to chat and I start to go on my rants and everything. We talked about love. We talked about gore and more. We talked about Rob Zombie, the Terrifier. I mean, um, I feel we we kind of we kind of covered everything. We did. And and I, you know, thank you for you know joining. Oh, and f you know, we have to always bring up uh, that the uh, vengeance, the uh, the fan film is coming up, uh, the premiere, mm -hmm. Friday the thirteenth, and all of those amazing actors that are in it. Um, I told uh, Jason Brooks that I would always, until up until you know the premiere and even after that I would always give a shout out. The trailer looks amazing. I know that you work very, very closely with everybody, you know, um, all the actors and the directors and the writers and everything. And, um, so, so it seems I would like, like to make a comment on that. What'd you say? I would like to make a comment on vengeance. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. So with Friday the 13th vengeance, 
they have a special connection to do back. We have worked with them uh, with the fundraiser in Pittsburgh. I also had the honor of being in the film. You'll be able to hear my voice during a couple segments in the film. And there also might be a do back discussion, Easter egg thrown in there at some point. So make sure to pay attention for that. Uh, awesome, awesome people over there at Vengeance. The entire cast and crew, just absolutely lovely people. And we got 13 days, 13 days until you guys get to see Vengeance. Father's knows, father knows best, Elias, Jason Voorhees, Slasher 2019. <laughs> 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 I can't wait. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I know that when we, I first joined the network, you told me all about it and then I really mm -hmm. checked it out and I was like, wow, this looks awesome. Um, everybody who, um, you know, I comment about it, you know, they write back, they're really like, you know, um, great to their fans and uh oh, yes. you know i mean it's it they're everybody's really nice and i know like jason brooks like right away like you'll comment something boom he'll comment back like the dedication that they put and that they're trying with promoting it and you know you can see it you can see the love and the passion that they all have for the movie and how much hard work they put into it and it's nice to see it's nice to see that and that you know we are getting the like a, a fan film that we all deserve. I mean, I feel like, you know, I mean, I love Jason. <laughs> we all know that. And <laughs> I mean, it's like, I know people are probably like, no, no, you love Bobby. And I'm like, now listen here. Okay. I love them both. But when Bobby puts that Jason mask on, the dude is not Bobby anymore. That is fucking Jason. And oh, it's yes. terrifying. Like I first met him, I thought that he would joke and I thought that we would be like, but he gets into character so much that it's like when he was holding me up in the chokehold and choking me, um, he really was choking me. I was okay though. Um, I was kind of, cause we just met like face to face and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go choke you out right now. And I'm like, okay. And, um, he is in character and it's less like, okay, Bobby, you can release now release, release Tisa. Don't kill me. I, I <laughs> kind of need, we kind of need me alive during the rest of the photo shoot, but, um, I can't wait to see it. You know, um, I'm excited. I love Jason. I just had my sister watch all of them. We are up to now Jason Goes to Hell. I know that that is a huge um, love for you um, because it, because of your fan, because of your fan, uh, your the fan page that you guys have, the group and everything. So and it's nice to see that, you know, she's 20. So to me, I feel like I still consider her like, you know, my little sister, a kid. But it's nice to see like a younger generation that they can still appreciate the the horror movies that we all love. And um, I had my mom watch it and she's like, I remember watching this in the movie theaters. I feel old. Fuck you both. And she walked away. <laughs> I'm like, mom, were suspenders big in the eighties. And she's like, do I look like the guidebook of the eighties fashion? I'm like, I don't know, mom. I've seen some photos. So what's the suspenders like for Tisa? Ah, uh, well, before we go, I will say that the only thing I can say about my suspenders, and I know a lot of people are asking me about my blonde wig, and because <laughs> I posted it in my story and everything, they're like, at first, they're like, what's with that wig? And I'm like, 
actually some people thought that I actually dyed my hair that. I'm like, if you honestly think that that's real fucking hair, like don't even like really that's what my hair, you think my hair would look like. I was just like, whatever. And I was like, I would never do bangs guys. Never do bangs. But, um, it is for a special cosplay. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I'll give away is the blonde wig and the suspenders. All right. One more flannel. And I'm shooting it with, of course, Bobby, and he will be Jason. And it was a lot of thanks to TJ, because he you always give me these cool ideas, and you kind of kick me into gear, like, no, you should do that. You should, you know, you all, you're, you're great, because you also, you help all of us in the, uh, on the network, do other, like, stuff, like, you kind of help guide us, and you give us really, like, you're a great mentor. And, um, but that is what you are. You're the greatest mentor ever. So, and we, um, I'm going to be launching a Patreon account and that will be the first set, um, professional photo set. And it'll be really kind of sexy stuff. Um, Bobby and I already have like talked about different poses and, you know, the one pose is going to be carrying me and everything. And, you know, after that video, I showed everybody and, and the internet of him accidentally boob grazing me. Didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize it. It what was boring. I, well, <laughs> it's like Jason finally gets some, he, you know, <laughs> and, um, but, uh, you know, um, but so we have a lot of cool ideas and everything. And my, I, and my sister did say, she was like, you know what? I've decided Jason Voorhees, he smells the sexual tension from people because he'll be in the woods and all of a sudden he'll be like, he'll look. She said, and he'll be like, he inhales it. And he's like, smells like sex. I got to go kill. And that is what, so she, at, she had me as Bobby. Bobby, do you think that's true? Do you do that too? And he's like, I'm not Jason. What? <laughs> so that's what she was just like, I swear to God, he smells the sexual tension between people. And he's like, those freaking camp counselors died when I was, you know, when they were doing it, I drowned. No one's having sex on my watch. None of that sexual tension. So <laughs> next time I come on, let's do a Friday episode. Yes. But um, I will let you go. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope to have you and um, everybody else in the network uh, on. I know a lot of my fans, they wanted us to do a like a crossover kind of episode. They just love you, TJ. Everybody loves you. They just so love humbled. you. I'm so humble. Yes. I know, right? And then also, so, and then this is my first episode. I'm claiming it with a celebrity guest because ah, you are thank a you fucking so celebrity. <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Thank you to TJ. Um, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. And remember, guys, stay spooky. Calling all you wicked women out there and all you spooky photographers. Would you like to get your work published in a magazine? Well, do I have the magazine for you. Wicked Women Magazine, owned and operated by Winter Sun Media Arts, is that magazine. Be sure to check them out on Instagram and Facebook for all their upcoming themes and how to submit. Are you looking for somebody to make you into a creepy zombie or a goblin? 
Well, Brielle, owner and operator of Dead Sled FX, is your lady. This lady can make you into anything your dead heart can desire. Be sure to check her out on Facebook and Instagram. It is never too early to start booking your Halloween makeup appointments. Are you looking for horror collectibles? Maybe some horror t-shirts? Hey, how about some horror DVDs? Well, do I have the one-stop location for you? HorrorMerch.com is that location. Be sure to check them out online and pick up some creepy goodies. I was never clear before I lost myself and you were weak Sorry, but I must inform The others on intentions that you seek How do I Choose a side I'm just trying I'm just fighting To Wait, time will tell, but I wait patiently. 